What's the big idea? And we are here. Oh, good. That's on because uh, sometimes you have that off. Yeah, I check that usually cool. every time. Yeah, not last time. So um, I'm pretty sure I checked it. I time. had to fix it last time. Oh. Uh, and we're here. Uh, episode number 34. Athlete number. Eric, nothing. Wait, I should know this. Mm, yeah, you don't have anything. 34. Because you're always thinking about hockey. Yeah, I know. And if you think about basketball or football. Wait, 34 is uh, friggin' Kobe, isn't it? <sighs> oh, my God. That was bad. That was very bad. Kobe was 24 and 8. Dang. That's really embarrassing. We and you, call, it, and you call yourself... Um, it's embarrassing. Call I myself what? What do I call myself? <laughs> A Jersey player guy. <laughs> Wait, wasn't uh, Charles Barkley? Charles oh. Barkley was thirty-four. Uh, a lot of running backs, a lot of NFL running backs like uh, Thurman Thomas. You don't even know who that is. Did you look this up? No, I didn't. Right. Honestly, I just thought of it right now. All right, all right. I even had a hard time remembering what uh, what number we were on. Yeah. Yep. Thirty-four. Okay, and this topic is Eric. You want to do the introduction? What's this topic? This topic is why indoor players need beach beach volleyball. Yes, every indoor player Bam. should play. Beach volleyball, and we're going to talk about why coaches. So a lot of coaches talk uh, negatively about beach volleyball. I can't believe we got Kobe's jersey on. I was like, oh. I, thought, I knew it in a four. Let it go, Eric. I know it's embarrassing. Though. Be like Elsa. Let it go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wonder if the people know that I was a professional Broadway singer before I started to do this. Don't. Do you think anybody saw me on Broadway? Um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Nothing. So we're going to go over the... Uh, Why the, every indoor volleyball player should play beach volleyball. Yeah. And we're we're going against what coaches often say to um, their players. So let's... Maybe we'll start with that. So why is it, Eric, that so many coaches tell their players not to play beach volleyball right this is just myth well myth busting like so let's say let's start with what they say first of all yeah not what they mean because we know what they mean under the surface right oh yeah so why do they say it do you know have you heard coaches say it you might not have heard coaches say it. i haven't personally i have yes i know you have but i can imagine why they would say it yes well not the real right on the surface yes what are they saying they saying you're... They, did you say they saying? Yeah, yeah, I did. Sorry. They are uh, saying... They would say things like... The big one is that you're going to develop bad habits. Mm. It's always... that. Uh, so I've heard that, again, not to me personally, but um, even when... Uh, well, I'm still playing beach, but even when I was just getting into it, talking about it with other fellow teammates who I played indoor with or other people I played against, like why they are not playing it. And it would always came down to that they were told they were going to develop bad habits. So what bad habits might a coach be talking about? I think, and again, this is, <laughs> it's irrational, but um, they think their players are going to come back and just be making roll shots all the time, mm-hmm. or they're not going to be, uh, they're going to forget how to tip or something. Yeah. Um, or they're, it's probably like, yeah, so deep dish setting. They think their setting's going to go out the window. Right. It's like, oh, you know a skill and you learn another one and you're just going to forget this other one. It's kind of, again, yeah, it, it's illogical. Um, but yeah, it's the it's the bad habits, which, but now let's let's think of the reason where. Well, before, can you think of more bad habits though? 
more bad habits would be, well, I don't know, maybe you get too aggressive in your passing because you're always used to taking that ball and your lanes are bigger. So now you're going to be... So, right. So the other one might be you might be end up taking too much on defense mm-hmm. or uh, out of position. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll be all over the court. Right. And that actually there is some truth to that. Do you think so? Well, again, we need to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> yes, we do. We need to talk about it a little bit because yeah. it's actually like a good thing in a way when because uh, this, this happened to me as well when I first got into beach and then got back into indoor. I started like digging up way more on the court. Mm-hmm. And it's just because partly if i don't see have that aggression in my defensive the person the people adjacent to me like all my teammates mm-hmm. you kind of you pick up on that and then if the ball's coming over and you don't think they're going to get it well you're going to go for it right so in a way it also kind of ups the level okay of everyone now else. you're now you're getting off topic all right there. well we're, i just want to sticking talk, i know stop censoring me <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's, I keep forgetting it's volleyball, volleyballology uncensored. Yeah. So let's, but let's stick with the bad habits. Right, right, right. So, so you know, people listening are like, I want to hear more bad habits. Yeah, over aggression. But uh, and again, like we'll talk about that. That's a good quality in a way. And like the may you you may end up going for second balls more. Okay. Which is supposed to be for the center. Right. Um. So out of position, I think it can um, maybe. So it's every every part of the beach game. Like your blocking is going to be different because everyone knows what a big you know the beach block you mm-hmm. hide you go for the really low mm. hands down and then you jump up and then press so well i mean yeah and also your so your defending will change your uh you might send it you might forget that the block is not a touch indoor and send it over yeah <laughs> actually yeah yeah that's true <laughs> i mean i don't know but these are the bad right and instead then the, of the, going the to volley the, the rolly the spike contact ap- spike approach is different yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you yeah. know hitting it to you know like you said roll shotting more taking more roll shots or uh you know jumbos we call them right the big high looping shots to corners yeah. which still work indoor by the way so yeah. people don't know that but still works um and uh yeah just spike approach movements different um, but I think the big one is like, we'll forget to dip. The, the other one I think we forgot is the, uh, taking serve with your hands, right? Like yeah. people will stop yeah, face passing one. on serve receive which um, people, on, on the beach. You can't really cleanly, you can take it with your hands, but it's very yeah. frowned upon because the a low likelihood of taking it out clean on a hard serve. So, yeah. Uh, but some people mistake that when we played beach, we just, it was never done and you couldn't even, you couldn't even volley a free no, ball. It, it was legal then as it's well. It's not in it's the just, rule book. Yeah, just so yeah. for people listening, in the it's you can volley a free ball in beach volleyball, but and a serve and a serve. But this yeah. the, the, because it was assumed to be not clean, we just would never no allow. One would ever do no it, one would yeah. ever allow it. And no one would ever do it. Yeah. Uh, today though, you're seeing players do free balls on one, and they yeah. they, they just vo- volley. Funny. Sorry, volleyball, uh, volley the ball. Because on sometimes one. people are doing these really easy lollipop float serves, and they, yeah, and, and then they're just like okay, and so and it, exactly, and that re- like it's less, it's, it's done less on serves still. Oh, today. totally done less. But but I mean, free balls that. and rallies, you would never see it, and yeah. now today it's kind of common practice, which kind of makes sense because like if you're gonna give me a free ball, if it's clean, yeah. What's the difference between a hand pass and like a like mm-hmm. a, uh, someone at that level is gonna make just as quality a forearm pass as they would have? I know, right? So. Yeah. Well, and even at any a lot of levels, we just we just automatically called it. That's yeah. just, just out of tradition. It became a, but, but so those are the bad habits. Well, and players also, they end up, you know, skyball serving indoors 
and then they hit the ceiling and then you know they lose points <laughs> so like yeah my thinking and is then like, they go oh yeah the ceiling yeah Man, i forgot and oh the sand yeah in the sand and i then, forgot that i'm not playing on yeah, sand and when they when they like make a hitting error they say oh the sun was in my eyes yeah so, the wind i shanked it because yeah. of the wind <laughs> no that's the problem with these. so that's so we're already getting into but that's the problem right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> they like that's the problem with these arguments the assumption that what the player's not going to remember yeah that like, they're playing indoor now like there's six players it's a hard surface it's a different size court now it never used to be but now it is now it's nine by nine indoor eight by eight on the beach used to be nine by nine on the beach when, yeah. when i was playing but um so they think the player's gonna forget <laughs> that all these yeah, differences exactly are very interesting like you are for sure it happens when you come from beach into indoor or indoor in, into the beach it takes there's a readjustment time yeah like because yeah, your swing couple. approach couple yeah. practices maybe couple practices <laughs> um but if you're playing enough you'll even get over like the if you're playing enough of both and even if you get to play them both constantly throughout the throughout the year you will you're not going to make the like the the biggest one is the first contact off a serve yeah you'll know because you're you're playing them both frequently enough mm-hmm. um, you might forget i do see players sometimes <clears throat> coming in in, de- in defense of this argument that like for the first couple practices they forget they can face past the serve yeah yeah and they end up, do. And like ah oh, crap yeah. for sure yeah but I've that's done that like a whole bunch of times and that's where the coaches who jump on it you know will, that's, will, that's their ammo yeah um but, but and I it's think funny. So I had this discussion. I had this discussion with a couple of different indoor coaches and they both said to me, yeah, they tell their players never to play beach. And I asked them every time, both of them, I said, uh, these are club directors too, by the way. And I said, so did you play beach? No. <laughs> so like, how do you know? Right. It's so bizarre. But so this is where we get into the real motive. So why is it that coaches discourage beach? Because I see parents now. Well, uh, there are parents who just accept it as fact that beach <laughs> teaches bad habits. Well, after hearing what you just said about the yeah. director, it sounds like laziness, man. Like, is it laziness? Well, well, like again, you have the player. They come back from the beach and they they make the error of like tomahawk or I don't even what, know what you call it. Like they don't yeah. they don't hand pass the serve, mm. and then and then the coach freaks out, and then they're like, but like so that what I. So the coach gets mad, and then there from there on, the rule is you don't play beach anymore. Like just let them play, and they'll readjust. I think there's something else at play. Oh well, thinking about this show and what coaches are like, about ninety percent of coaches. Well, is what it, is it about the beach that they wouldn't like? Yeah, I know. What is it? Well, why don't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just tell me? Uh, well, they don't like the fact that they're not in control there. Yeah. They don't like the fact that the player can go out there. There's no coach. There's no. That's the beauty of beach that we're going to talk about later. But there's no coach. Um, there's. They might meet other teammates from other clubs. Yeah. There's a risk that, that player could learn things that uh, undermine what they've been teaching or just learn that maybe the coach is wrong and beach has helped me. Uh, so coaches don't like the freedom of beach. They don't like it because that means the player can pass, they can set, they can hit, well, and yeah. they can develop without them. So they just, and again, if they've never done it, they don't know the benefits. Like one season to beach and that player comes back more confident, not just as like a volleyball athlete, but just as a, as a person. Yeah, as a person, like whatever age they are. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Well, it's it's so good in terms of just fun because you're outdoors. Like it's awesome for that. Like you're just having, especially as a kid. Like when I first got into it, it was just a really fun sport. But mm-hmm. then, like the mental 
challenge and pressure and you come at it like anything you go into something hard and difficult get your ass kicked and oh butt kicked but you enjoy it um and it's really fun uh that's just a great yeah Men- Lesson, mental strength yeah what's the way to say it mental training yeah it's the ultimate mental training All right and then so if you come back and you're more confident i mean a good coach should love that would love that, mm-hmm. right? And not they, be threatened by it. Yeah, they have an instant leader on their team already, who, and then the other players on the court are just going to absorb off of that. But so. what if their beach partner is from a different club, and then they lose that player? To well, again, it club? shouldn't shouldn't matter. Any good coach would love that as well. Exactly, because and, that means the player's developing, and yeah. And if you were that coach that was happy for them, they would probably would have a harder time leaving you anyway because you weren't so yeah. vindictive and bitter. <laughs> but what do we but, know? Yeah. <laughs> but for sure, if all of a sudden you lose that player to another club and you're, yeah, you'll get bitter. And yeah. I think that's the real reason. I think that, so here's the deal. Uh, I think the real question for parents listening, players listening. So if you have a coach or director or anybody telling you, don't play beach, it teaches bad habits. Your question for them would say, should be, what? did you ever play beach? Or, yeah, or oh yeah, did you play beach? Because I can't think of a person I know <laughs> who's done both who would tell a player not to play beach. And that's I, that's the thing. Right. Like, the only people who say don't do both didn't play both. Yeah. Or maybe even one of them. They didn't play one of them. They're just regurgitating yeah. what they've heard. And so are parents now. I hear parents all the time tell us, like they just assume for a fact that I know beach teaches bad habits. I'm like, what, what, what do you mean it teaches what do bad you, habits? Yeah, what do you mean you know? They're just, you... they're just parroting, yeah, what, what everybody else is saying. And they, these like become Google searches. Let's, I wonder <laughs> what happens. If you type in, should I play beach? Is yeah. A volleyball player? Okay, we're going to, yeah. Eric's going to Google this live. <laughs> On the recorded show. Because we all know that we're gonna Google fact is check. the global conscious. We're going to fact check. <laughs> should I play beach volleyball? Here, I just typed it in. Should I play beach volleyball? As an indoor player, though, you should say. Uh, okay, as an indoor player. I'll do that. As yeah. an indoor And while Eric's uh, Googling that, I'll um, sing some of the show tunes. I, okay, you know what? <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't know what time. The first thing that pops up is it references Karch Karai. Interesting. Yeah. Karch Karai. So... so Eric, you want to tell the listeners who Karch Karai is? Well, he's the he's the goat of volleyball. He is the greatest of all time in North America, at least. I don't know. Ah, uh, globally. Yeah, probably. He is. He is. I mean, just considering what he's done and what he is still doing, he's the best player I can player and now coach that I can think of. So and, can I can I go on about Karch Karai? Yeah, because you know. So Karch Karai was my my childhood my childhood <laughs> hero, and um, he's a lot like me. He's, uh, the, Jor- he's the Jordan <laughs> of volleyball. He's more than the Jordan of volleyball because here's yeah, what he true. did. Here's what he did. So Karch Karai played for the U.S. indoor men's national team. He was uh, a player in '84 when they won the gold, then became team captain in '88 when they won the gold, and he had a successful indoor career left the beach for a decade because the U.S. national team just didn't allow them to play beach because not because of the sport was bad for them because all those guys were beach players. So wait, he was already playing beach? He played beach for several yeah, years he's, from, he's, a, from a young child. He's he a Hawaii played. guy, right? No, he's a, he's born in Michigan, moved to California. Oh. He's a California guy. Dang. Thank God I took over this section. Yeah, the yeah, show. yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> you're like, Karch Cry, black guy. No, no, no. He's white. He's white. <laughs> <laughs> moved to California when, like when he was a teenager? Yeah, when he was very young, his dad moved from Michigan to um, 
California. So yeah. then, of course, you would have been playing beach at a young age there. As he started as an 11-year-old. So when he was 11, yeah, okay. he played in men's tournaments with his dad. Because right. it's hard to find an adult beach partner. His dad was like a Hungarian national team player, junior national team player. Yeah. And so, and his dad was, his dad, they left uh, Hungary because of uh, persecution, wow. communism, like the revolution. He had, his yeah. dad had to either go to, it was going to be thrown in jail probably. So he ran to the U.S. They're kind of like, not refugees, but it was a political thing. So, and then Karch, as an 11-year-old, would play against grown men in beach tournaments. Okay? That's crazy. And then he played indoor as well, too. Um, but so the story is, so he he was playing indoor, or playing beach uh, while he was in college and playing for your, uh, UCLA, I believe it was? I think. Yeah, right? Yeah, UCLA. So. Yeah, UCLA, 100%. And then, so, and then he went, um, when he got sort of in the national team program for indoor men's, they forbid beach, not because it was bad for them, but because they, the timetable didn't work. They had to do a lot of summer qualification, a lot of workouts yeah, yeah. all summer, yeah. which is different. That's that They want focus on one, just like eventually the beach players will just focus on beach and don't do indoor too. But, yeah. but so Karch was becoming this great young beach player, left the beach for a decade to do the indoor national team, won two gold medals in the Olympics. And then he returned to the beach yeah. after and then became the all-time winningest player on the AVP. He There was a rivalry. like age 35? Yeah. Well, he was like... Uh, definitely. No, I think he was yeah in his thir- early 30s. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he was very young when he was with the national team for his first Didn't he 84. play until he was like 40 as well? He played until he was like 46. I think it was like the last beach tournament was That's like wild. 46. Damaged shoulder. Had a lot of poster. But anyway, so then he went back to the beach and still became the all-time winningest oh, yeah. player in Look the U.S. Is. by a mile. Yeah, yeah. And, and Phil's not even close to him. Phil Phil Dalhauser's I mean, he's, close to he's him. The, he's the next closest, but yeah. he's like yeah, Sinjin Smith is who Karch passed. But so this guy took a decade off beach volleyball and still owns yeah. the record by mile. Imagine if he stayed on the beach the whole time, and then he became the oh, first yeah. gold medalist on the beach too. So he's the only player in Olympic <laughs> history, uh, in world. That's why I'm saying the world. He's the only player in international volleyball to right. win indoor gold and beach gold and now the guy's gone and won an indoor gold as a coach of the women's national team just unheard of so he was picked by the fivb international body as the player of uh the millennium the century player of the century when was that uh around 2000 oh (laughs) you know they do that well i thought okay (laughs) uh so because he won his gold on the beach in 96 too so so um we're 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 gonna talk about the benefit of like the benefit of beach having on your indoor game but i'm sure we can make you know no you're not going to say indoor benefits to beach yeah no why not doesn't work that way well why not well because so every beach player every indoor player goes on the beach absolutely sucks (laughs) until they work at it yeah yeah but but yeah but i mean they they bring well they bring core skills i know that doesn't count they get destroyed yeah, I know they so, get destroyed. So here, here, here's your proof. Here's your proof. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, no. But the thing is, of course, if, if they only start as an indoor player and then they go to a, that's literally a new sport. Of mm. course, they're not going to be as good. Yep. But I mean, um, say they started, uh, say they started as a beach player. They're only a beach player. Okay. Right. And then they go and they learn indoor and then they play indoor. <laughs> you know, you're. <laughs> I'm just walking through this. I'm yeah, you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> you're hearing my mental thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I can, verbally see, I can see the argument. Trailing. And then they go back to the beach. Is that is that going to bring anything good to their beach game? I don't think so. No, I because it's such like you know, it's such a battle on the beach. I mean, I probably know the answers. I you just do. Like it, well, well, here's the proof. So if you get a group of beach players, okay, just beach players, let's say, right? Everybody for first one. I know. I know. Everybody yeah. starts indoor, 
Everybody starts and that's indoor. That's the thing. Everyone starts indoor. Because yeah. that's the one in elementary school. For now, it's very difficult to start on the beach. But so everybody starts indoor. So we will, we'll get, I'll give you that, like the fundamentals of the game and yeah. the introduction, sure. But if you take a group of beach players who haven't played indoor in a decade and put, them, for, for, put yeah. them up, put six great beach players against six great indoor players, I think that the beach players will beat them all. Yep. Even if you play six on it's six, funny. Or I like guess not at the hi- at the very highest level. It might be tricky, you know. Like if you get like <clears throat> like the national team of the U.S. indoor, or like you know France or something against the national beach guy, the best beach guy. Well, they the would lose that. Yeah, the indoor yeah. guys would win that. Would now would the best one hundred percent? The indoor guys would lose. The indoor guys would win. I think in in that because that level of training is different. yeah. But if you take in, let's let's well, think about but the this. thing is, so it, let's it, see. So who would have won? It's just the systems of volleyball. You're going from two these players, mm-hmm. these beach players are playing in a format of twos, mm-hmm. okay, and then all of a sudden you put them in into a six man format. Like how much time are you going to give them for them to have a coach to work on their systems, to yeah, work on their yeah, offense? Reps, yeah, yeah, tricks, you know, it's yeah. just like if they have some time to develop like their fast offense mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm, this stuff, mm-hmm. then for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you just throw them into it. Like, yeah, the France national team would just eat them up or... Here's a better question. What? Yeah, that's because there's so many, so much going on. Yeah. But if you just take like... So let's suppose you take everybody... Let's suppose all these beach players were indoor players. Okay. How many players on the French national team are the best indoor players in the world play beach at some point in their lives? I don't know. I would like to know Interesting, eh? It's got to be high. I mean, look at... So look at some of the strongest historical indoor countries. United States... Brazil, right? Yeah. Uh, is that There's a lot of... Japan's well, getting there now. But in terms of strong in both indoor and beach, we're probably getting down a rabbit hole, but like the US, strong in indoor and beach. Brazil, that's strong in indoor and beach. That's what I meant. That's what I was getting at because those historically strong <laughs> indoor teams probably have a good beach system yeah. that let those players... You know, that's where they spend their summers. Brazil that's for like, sure would. Well, all the Cal guys, right? All the yeah. players in the US who are... Hawaii, look at all Hawaii, the players from yeah. Hawaii who yeah. are indoor studs, yeah. and California. A lot of them are playing the, on the AVP right now. Yeah, they're and they're monster indoor players, right? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> because of the beach. So this is what we're getting at here. So the reason why the beach players will like so, all things being equal, like so, if you have a bunch of beach guys who are playing indoor players, but they also play beach, that team <clears throat> of indoor players who also play beach will destroy the players who just play indoor and don't play beach. We yeah. agree that, yes. that, right? Yeah. Um, so that that's what we're getting at here. And why is it? So why? So we talked about why coaches discourage it, what they say, and we talked about the real motives for coaching. I think the real motive is that they haven't done it, one. And two, there's a little bit of you're giving up control of your athlete because a lot of clubs feel they own players. And beach is all about freedom. So I was talking with one of Canadian, uh, one of the Canadian icons of beach. And uh, he said that's why he went to the beach because there was no coach. Yeah. He was at yeah. the end of his bench. And this guy won a bronze in the Olympics, by the way, right? And he said that uh, this is Marquise. Yeah. If people want to look him up. But Wasn't super tall. Great so player. Probably getting looked yeah. over in that regard. Not super tall. And just he loved the freedom of the beach. And now beach is becoming more and he's, of the coaching place now, too. Yeah. A lot of coaches are moving out to the beach and it's losing some of that freedom. But. It's still. And was he a bit yeah. of like you know him a bit better? Like, did he have not to say it's a bad thing, but like a bit of a chip on his shoulder, a bit more confident, and therefore like 
I don't think he's very he's very humble. Though. I know, but like maybe he had that that was enough to be like, you know what, screw this. I'm gonna go figure, find something else. Like that, maybe. that's what I mean. Like that yeah. type of assertiveness or whatever. To I be think like, that's sort of like looking like we talked about before the show. That's sort of looking at where he is now. Yeah. You know, after doing all like he knows he's he's good now, but he's still a humble guy. But I think the I think what it was was just like, you know, like same with me. So when I was playing, it was just freedom. Like being on the beach all day. I think and like it was fun. Even if you went in a tournament, it was still like there's nobody there. So this is why I tell young players they have to do this. And parents yeah. listening, this is the one thing I want to say. If you are tired of your indoor politics, if you're tired of indoor club and the coach telling your kid that they have to be liberoed out, the coach telling your kid that they can't you know, hit it's beach is the place to go so work on all the skills. Right. And like, I didn't have any, like I had great coaches. It's not like I needed to escape yeah, from them, but yeah. I just found the sport and it was awesome. And they were totally down with it. it was yeah. Fine. Same with me. I didn't have a problem with my coaches in, in our era. Yeah. They knew when to step back if they weren't volleyball people or if they were volleyball people, they, there was a, not a dilution. There was not too many kids playing. So we had decent coaching and beach was just, a great place to work on your passing, your setting, your hitting, your defending, your blocking. Because we yeah. split, we split block, even as a short team. There was an adjustment like with the ball when you go from beach to indoor because the indoor ball just like wobbles a bit more. It's, sometimes the serves are a bit faster, not that much faster, but I think they are. Yeah, um, so. the so ball's harder. The ball's harder. The ball's harder mm-hmm. in beach. You can really kind of you can like kind of push the ball, shovel it. Yeah. That might be a habit. That's a habit coaches might not like. That is the yeah. bent, bent arm passing. I was a yeah, bent, yeah. I, I bent my arms a lot when I passed because I used to scoop yeah. in more on the beach. But if the ball gets exactly, gets if the there. ball gets there, like I've seen, it's funny. I was just watching a funny video of uh, like Bruno and Engapet. Oh, like, you sent me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's so funny. I was watching, and then like Engapet on the first pass, he uses his whole body and he shovels it to him indoor. And I'm like, but like who? No one's gonna tell him to criticize. I him. did that my whole life. Yeah, and I was a good passer indoor. And, I, and that's what I mean. I'm like, like I just watch this guy do it, and like the thing is, it works. Mm-hmm. And so it's. Yeah, when, so this whole straight arm passing. I mean, we're thing. talking about pros, right? We're talking about yeah. these, and this guy is one of the best left sides in the world. Yeah. So, but but if he's still getting into two and a half, he'll probably like, if he was fifteen, some coach would try to correct him, even if it's working. That's the funny part. <clears throat> well, well, isn't that part of what we talk about though? Yeah. We talk about process over result. Yep. But and so a fifteen-year-old does this. You, we would just have to understand why they're doing it. Well, so if the result is there. No, no, but like, so you do talk about process over result, but you don't. They're get, they're achieving. Yeah. They're, well, they're, they're achieving the result. Yeah. But it doesn't look the best. No, but that's not what we mean. Process doesn't mean look. Process means uh, taking the failures on the way to building something better. I would assume that it means that they have learned the basics and to understand, to have that basic level of control, to then understand what this, like all of a sudden doing that is, adding that into it, mm-hmm. right? So it's a, it, to me, it's fine as long as I understand that that player knows what the core fundamentals come from. Yeah. And if, they're adding that on top if of If the it. player doesn't have, so like, let's put it this way. So if you encounter- You know what I mean? Like intentional versus unintentional yes. swing of the arms. And there's a time to fix things and there's a time not to. So if it's a if it's a 12-year-old or 13-year-old who's not getting results and using bad form, yeah, then then you have to get the form. But if it's a 15-year-old player who's um getting the result all the time, yeah. what's the problem? Yeah. No, that's yeah, I agree. Yeah, if, I agree. If, if you're seeing them in certain situations where they're not getting the result because they're bending their arms, that's different. But if they're taking a ball outside their body and able to hook it back to two and a half really nicely, yeah, 
there's no need to correct. This is where coaches get caught up. Coaches get caught up in like overcorrecting things. Like so, again, once you once a player hits I mean, fifteen or sixteen, so like, like you know, so Phil Dalhauser, right? Yeah, his whole career, he's tossed his ball, his spin ball, his uh, spin serve. Sorry, yeah, he tosses it with his uh, left hand. Yeah, okay? I did this when I was young, and I found out that that's technically wrong. Okay. Well. No, it is. It is. So, like, when, you, when you're teaching... To who? Exactly. That's what I'm telling you. Oh. So, that's what I tell you. So, so the result... Like, no, but I found out that that was technically wrong yeah. as I came... So, then I started spit tossing with my right hand and then going into my Good back... Boy. Sp- yeah. And, <laughs> well, my serve got more consistent, but I also lost a crazy curve on my serve when I tossed it with my wrong hand. Mm. I used to have a crazy curve uh, when I tossed it with my left. And then I... But I became much more accurate... And consistent, consistent in placing with your... it uh, with my right. So I stuck with that because that's what I learned was right. So like if Phil Dalhauser was 15 and tossing with his wrong hand and getting those types of aces, like I suppose he was still getting, would a coach correct it? They shouldn't, right? Because then, then the player, yeah, I know what you're saying. They know what they're doing. They're getting the result. Yeah, I um, think it's just that critical thinking around the situation yes. and then you can make it. And it's not even critical. It's like, are they getting or, it done? Are they getting it? Will it work at the highest levels? Yeah. So bent arm passing does work at the highest levels. Like it could, it could be a, a tendency. Like, uh, like, is it? Are they doing it out of laziness? Are they? Are they? Do they have the time to actually read to get that extra half step, or then they don't have to do it as much? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I mean in terms of just. Yeah, like, I think that's the criteria. Will it work at the highest level? And yeah. that's where the problem is that coaches come in and they don't know what the higher levels are, right? They haven't faced a well, really monster yeah. spin this, this is an interesting topic, though, because yeah. we've we've mentioned this before. Certain pros in volleyball and other sports, they will have their unique things about them, their unique way of doing it, and it that part that's maybe part of the reason why they are so excellent, right? And it may not be the way that it's taught to like a 10 year old Mm -hmm. or something, but it's the way they're doing it. And no one's going to correct it, obviously, because yeah, once it hits a certain stage, yeah, they're killing it by doing so. Right. So a lot of players have bad form in all sports, but the coach coaches luckily didn't change it. But so what my, I think the criteria though, like just to get back to this beach indoor thing is like, so like, let's suppose it is bent arm passing. If you have a player who's getting the result, because don't forget process over results is true as long as the res- what they're doing isn't going to um, hold them back from developing further. Yeah. Right. And I don't think a bent arm pass, because I did it my whole life all the way through post-secondary, all the way international. Like when I played overseas, I was still doing it. And to me, it gave me greater, you know what it was for me? It was relaxed passing. Yeah. So like a lot of players with stiff arm passing, they, I found, and it's came from beach. I didn't even think about it, but I, I was a, yeah. I was a bent arm relaxed passer. Yeah. Cause I remember watching some guys when i was on the beach and watching some older guys who were better than me when i was a teenager and i was like man they're so relaxed when they pass i'm always uptight yeah and then i shanked a lot or i shanked more so then i just started relaxing more and then the bent arm came because i was just like oh I'll follow through to two yeah. and a half or follow through to the middle i should say right on the beach and then indoor i had that same relaxed mentality it led to me face passing a lot more too by the way because a lot of people get locked in on the forearm indoor yeah. and they like they're shank they're passing in their chest where i was like no, no i'm just gonna relax and face pass it i'm gonna step up early and face pass so the relaxation led to the bent arm and that's where like you know it, it made me a better passer because I was loose. Yeah. Kind of like the same thing on a dig, right? Well, the, like these days, right, when you're scooping, you don't want to be a tense digger. You want to be you wanna exhale yeah, and dig yeah. so you're, like, relaxed. Uh, I think I was taught bent arm as well unintentionally because he was – I don't know if you ever played beach, but he just knew on – I think it started from, uh, from the defensive point 
J. Like he would just teach you to J up the ball because mm-hmm. he didn't. He didn't like. He just wanted the ball up. So the best thing. Interesting, eh? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Taught, he taught everyone to just J the ball. There right? was a time where people were teaching that. Yeah. yeah. The, the board. It's funny. I've had and seen coaches who, like, would lock put boards like you know dauber would put yeah boards yeah. on kids arms like two by four to keep to them straight, straight. Yeah, and yeah then you had other coaches who wanted you to totally yeah he was all about the j yeah yeah i was too i don't know why oh yeah i guess because um, it looks like a j or whatever but then and i think that you're as soon as you get to learn that because then you are you start to understand what happens like when someone's attacking the ball and they have the top spin now you're jaying it mm-hmm. you see the result the jaying the ball it is goes, the hand gesture of hooking the ball yeah like underneath the ball. the ball almost putting a backspin right? on it so and then it, it doesn't go over that way yeah, it also prevented it over. overpass. Yeah, yeah. And now you get reps like that. Now you can try that off of a serve. The same thing. I mean, less likely to do it off a spin serve because you want it to get. Mm-hmm. You should be able to get it closer to the net, but then you can try it off of a. That, uh, that's another reason why the, the J disappeared, probably because the spin serve became more prevalent after they got rid of the. Um, yeah, you know the. Well, you uh, wouldn't be Jing a spin side, serve anyways, sided. though. That's what I'm saying. Right. So that's what I mean. So when they got rid of side out volleyball, then the J became less relevant on serve receive because now it's just a touch. A spin serve hits your arms and it, you know, you don't, yeah. you don't want to put any follow through on it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what it was. Even so, like yeah, so 99, 2000 is when they got rid of uh, the side out scoring and the serves became, and they allowed the, the let serve. And yeah. that, that gave the green light to servers to just hammer it as hard as they want, hit the tape, who cares? Because in the old days, people don't know this, but, you know, pre-1999, if your serve hit the tape, then your team lost the serve. You didn't lose a point, but the other yeah. team got the ball. That was the old school side out volleyball. Um, it's just... But still, but I, I still think that the relaxed arm motion... Anyway, we're, we're off topic, but but these are part of the bad habits that, that coaches talk about from the beach. And um, But again, if they haven't played both, then I don't think they're qualified well, to talk right. about it. They're not qualified to talk and, about it. Right, yeah. So let's get back to what <laughs> this before we went down this. I mean, it's, it's, it is relevant, but... Eric like, always pulls us off topic. No. I'm bringing this back. So if, why, I did, if I was doing this show alone, it'd be 15 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> why is beach so much better? Mm-hmm. Uh, or sorry, why is it... Uh, Beneficial. Yeah, sorry, why are beach players better? Like, why does beach benefit indoor versus the other way around? Right. I think there's an argument to be made maybe versus the power... Uh, sorry, the, the benefit of power of an indoor mm-hmm. swing. That's the only thing I can think of right now. But everything else is in favor of beach. And what do you mean the power? You don't think a beach player? Oh no, I do, I do. But Speak like for yourself, <laughs> I'm talking. No, no, you know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's because all the sand, man. I'm telling you, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> everything is harder. The everything sand is, is like the sand is like you're in a increased gravity zone. You've got the sun. You've got the wind. So. If Earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> you're better at balancing and orienting yourself on the court. You're going to have greater awareness. Just like a goaltender is aware of where their posts are in the corners yeah, and everything. You're getting in my camera with your hand waving. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> and on the beach, you're going to be spinning around a lot more because you do a lot of sets. How dare you block? Oh, my... sorry. I didn't mean to put my hand <laughs> in your camera. Sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm just going to move over here. Um, <laughs> Let's face the wall. Anyway, so how you were saying that uh, the uh, the whole environment is more difficult yeah so then how could and then of course and, it's and, and, be, and like the hard door hard surface and hard hitter and springy hard hitter on the indoor court can't even jump in, uh, if they haven't you know what i mean yeah so the sand is the training like so someone asked yeah. me online the other day someone said i was uh we actually came up somebody was asking online about um 
should my kid play beach? And that, that, in that post, they actually referenced, I know it teaches bad habits, so I already accepted those facts. Wow. And then uh, I, like we commented, I commented, like you should definitely get them on the beach because it's mental training, it's physical training, all in one. It's, yeah. It's, it's uh, freedom too. And uh, they asked, what about grass court volleyball? And I said, well, grass court is great, but it's less formal. So it's hard to find like an organized circuit and depending on where you live. But yeah, it's not a real sport. And two, it's more in, well, it's, it's like indoor. It's, it's like indoor. It right? is, You're yeah. going to wear, it's a hard surface. I said, the sand is the key. Yeah. Like the sand is the key to... So grass court's fun, but it's like there are way more ankles get blown out in grass yeah, court. Yeah, and, and like, nine times out of ten you're wearing shoes, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, so it's, it's, and you'd use well, yeah, it, yeah, in, indoor type of play. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, just it's a, a fun a, take on indoor is what it is. Yes. I wouldn't even compare you know? it to beach. I, I, like playing yeah. grass is nothing like playing beach other than the wind. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a fun hybrid between the two, I suppose. Right? I don't think it's anything like beach at all. Well, no, but a lot of formats is that they'll they'll do twos, right? Yeah, but so it's, you're playing it's beach still, rules. But it, yeah, but it's still it's beach sets. It's beach but blocking. It's the push off. No, to me, it's the push off. It's the yeah, but jumping. that's you. No, that's the same. That's just you. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no you, the people people love beach too. Like I played, yeah, I played get, twos you get on to grass. Swing like an indoor player. Yes, that's why. That's, that's why, why these tournaments are fun. Is because it's a bounce. Fest. It feels like you're playing. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you're playing in a gym, but with only two players. Yeah, but the, and the you know if there's wind and elements, just because you're not good at no, it. No, no, I was amazing at oh. grass court beach. I loved grass court oh, or grass grass court beach. Grass court beach. I loved yeah. uh, no, no. I loved grass court, but I loved it because it wasn't beach. It was like oh, we're gonna fly. Well, of course, it's not beach. It's yes. grass court. That's what I'm saying to you. Oh. See, thanks for proving my point, Eric. <laughs> that grass court is like taking. You're wearing shoes. You're taking off. That's why people love it. It's like playing beach without all the hard work. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. So beach. It's still volleyball at the end of the day. Okay, what are you talking about? <laughs> you just changed the topic. No, but I'm telling people, though, that to... to Why are you anti-grass court? No, I'm not anti-grass court. I'm just saying that if you are, if you're looking for the benefits of beach, yes. you won't reap, reap the benefits of beach by playing grass court. Well, no, that's why it's called grass court. Exactly, it's but you were trying beach. to say it was the same. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. I never did. Rewind the tape. I never did. Rewind the tape. Uh, I was just making Phantom. fun of you, how you were like so adamant on that. I was just saying that grass court is not going to give the you the no. same benefits as beach. I absolutely agree. Because it's like playing indoor outside. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had our first fight. Anyway, um... <laughs> No, the uh, actually it's our second fight because you remember that thing about yeah. your, your sleep watch. Mm. Data. I know. Ooh, God. That's testy. <laughs> testy. No. Um, if you guys are wondering, Eric was uh, his watch was telling him when to sleep and eat. Yeah, don't and wear Eric, a watch around Zuby. Really well, it was, wasn't like it wasn't a regular watch. It was um, it was one of those new. What well, is a regular watch nowadays? Yeah, a lot of them do that. A lot of them. <laughs> do that uh, i no. was tracking my sleep and then i told zuby oh i slept so great my watch said so and then he had a no very... no you told me that you had a great sleep yes. but your watch said you didn't and i said well who are you gonna believe kind of thing i don't think that's how it went down that's how it went down no and then you're like well the watch said i didn't <laughs> and i said anyway <laughs> anyway we, we, anyway, we yeah. agree that grass we'll talk about it off yeah yeah we uh we'll fight we agree that uh, <laughs> we agree that eric uh was wrong about this one as well uh no <laughs> uh so grass court um isn't the same that's what i was saying to that parent that grass court won't give you the same benefit because the whole point of 
of the struggle of sand, I think is what, so it makes players jump higher. That's one thing we need to tell parents. So your kid will come back indoor, jumping two or three inches higher and they will have better cardio because the exhaustion of running through the sand makes indoor feel like a breeze. Yeah. When you go back to six players, it's like crazy easy yeah. <laughs> to play defense. You're, you're oh God, all over the place. So, well, well, you're still in your position. You posi- can be. Yeah, you're still in your position, but you're like, oh my God, there's so many people who are covering the same size court roughly yeah. that we were covering. Again, it's slightly bigger indoor now, but it just feels so much easier to get to the balls. Well, and what's another reason? is Reading. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you have take to. take that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. So it's just in the game of twos, like – you're going to get burned. If you're just getting into beach, you're going to get burned all the time (laughs) from the sun. (laughs) Well, yeah, sorry (laughs) that. Yeah. From the sun, but also you're gonna, you know, your partner's up blocking and you're digging and then they hit it and it's nowhere near you. And you're like, Oh geez. And so obviously what are you (laughs) going to start doing? uh, Take take us through that inner dialogue here. (laughs) What? Oh, you just, they hit it where you're not. And you're like, Oh geez. (laughs) Yeah. Oh geez. Like I, I need to, how did they hit the ball there? Well, Well, they're looking where you are mm. and then they're going to hit the ball where you're not. Yep. So then what do you do? Well, you need to start reading the attacker. You need to start picking it. There's a whole bunch of little visual cues you can pick up on. Like, and you can outsmart the attacker. Yeah. And if, so again, if, if people, you know, who have watched beach, they'll see there's little mind games. That the, the, it, Chess. Yeah. I don't need to say at the highest level, like you'll see at it every level. at any level. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, or even knowing when for when to peel as a blocker, you know, mm-hmm. when it's you pretty sure that they're not going to have a confident attack. So you may as well peel. Actually, there's a bad habit that I used to do going back <laughs> indoor? into indoor. I would peel. peel. They'd be like, oh, no, oh, what are you doing? No. I'm like, oh, but I mean, you do that once and you're like, okay. Well, the only time you should peel in uh, indoor volleyball is when, Eric? On a free ball. On a free ball. So in other words, that means when the player is definitely not. And honestly, there's sometimes you shouldn't even block an indoor. If it's, yeah. Depends on the attacker. Well, that's, what, that's what a peel is. That's what, yeah, but it's not. No, no. Free ball. No, not just on a free ball, even mm. if they're hitting like a, an attack, but it just depends mm. on the attacker and they're off the net. And mm. if no, I don't think so. I think you're wrong here. No, sometimes I think <laughs> only the middle should go up and just block if just to make sure. Because yeah. if it's, sometimes it's these loose cannon arm swings where they're like highly unpredictable, yeah. So you just go up and get a clean press with one blocker, yeah. I think that the rule is that, that if the player is jumping and attacking then you should jump as a blocker. If it's, if they're like well off the net. If they're jumping, if they are jumping. Sure. Then you are jumping. You know know why? You know why? It's an easy dig though. Do you know why? Oh, it is a super easy, but it's an even easier dig if your blockers are in place. Yeah. So that's the only problem with like. But now what if the blocker gets tooled? That's okay. That happens. That happens. Power, power, all power to you. But that's why you don't just go up with one. So like if, if there's an attack coming. You can get blocked with. If that player is jumping. Right. If that player is jumping and they're behind the ball, well, if they're just jumping, you jump as a blocker. If they're not jumping... I always do as a middle. Yeah, the problem, the reason why some players have this problem is because they're probably not beach players and they're not used to, like you were saying, they're not used to watching the player's body. Players peel. Mm-hmm. You ever you ever see this? Players peel and then the, the, the player smokes a backward attack. Same player smokes a bad set because they weren't watching the body. They were watching the ball. They're like, oh, that set's too far in. So I... Yeah, all the time. I, as a beach... I don't know if it was because I was a beach player or not, but I, and I played against a few guys who did this too. Uh, I would hit everything. So if it was inside five feet, uh, because I didn't go too soon, I, was, I really had good coaches who taught me to wait. So that, that set was awful. I would wait and attack everything. And ha- sometimes blockers would peel. And I'm like, they don't play beach because they don't watch 
the what the hitter is doing. They're not watching the body. They're not watching the ball. Now on the beach you might peel because there's two of you and the set's off or weird because that's mm. that's just a better percentage. But indoor when there's six people, if you see that player jumping, blockers should stay in place because that helps backcourt defenders have lane. Like now they know where to stand yep. and where not to stand for sure. Whereas if you if you block. yeah if you leave them if you if the blocker leaves now everybody's just in no man's land right because that player's swinging deep sure and then you know. That's why it's so like in indoor. It's like so important that you you take away the attacker's space, and and so you have to see if they're attacking. And um, but I, you know, I'm glad. You know, I think I think I think I'm just you know, I'm glad you learned something here today. <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry. No, but that's just. I just think it's a good rule of thumb indoors. So I just want. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your way of saying you don't agree or? Yeah, I don't agree. I really? Think, I think there are certain situations where you can... So if a player's in full attack mode, you would peel? No, I'm thinking like say uh, this it's a really hectic play and then the ball was put up and it's well outside like the sidelines and they're forced on a hard angle and they are like a Ooh. meter back from the attack line. So that's where you stay inside as a That's blocker. where I would just let the middle block Okay. and then everyone just play off of that or maybe... Maybe have a double block, but it's just again, just be a because the angles already well. I always greatly tell, cut down. Yeah. They have because they have to go cross court, and that's where you tell your blockers to move in. Yeah, so the th- just, now, sorry, I know the reason why I said don't block is because I just played a men's tournament, and we have a bunch of guys who I think I know what you're talking about. Make bad blocking who yes. don't press yes. properly, yes. and so I don't agree. So you're, well, you there, know what? There, I don't there, agree with not blocking. But there is a time I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you now because there is a time where I'll pull my hands out of the way. Where I know that you're that already up in the air. I'm in the air, and I yes. know that hitter's toast. Yeah, and I'll pull my hands out of the way because I know it's going 50 feet over my head out of bounds, and they're not going to tool me. That's where. That's where you. But you're right. But you're not peeling. Yeah, I don't. You don't. Yeah, peel, you're, you're not. Only, that's only watch like when a when a blocker's watching the hitter, and they know that this ball is not hittable. And in, in an indoor, you can't really peel anyways because you're. Yes, there's someone's already in that position. Yeah, it's you more can, so just free. You're ball just calling. standing there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You would never peel indoor. You would just stay on the ground, or like, sorry, you just stand on the ground and maybe it, get the tip, the net roll back up for a free ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're not going to be a defender. But we say yeah. peel and beach because you're going to be digging up something if you're peeling. But this past weekend, we're playing a men's tournament again. Like we're all out of like four years out of post secondary, right? We're starting to make bad habits and bad actually we have one guy who's our middle who's just a basketball guy mm. and he gets tooled a lot just because he's super athletic he's late pre- yeah he's athletic but he just doesn't have the art of blocking down yet because it mm. literally is an art he's late pressing he's not looking at the ball gotcha and then when he does press properly looks great but he's just off by like say a half foot and then he's getting tooled on the sides and that the poor guy is now crying while he's listening to this, <laughs> this car no, way to go there and then he doesn't listen to the and then we have guys in the backcourt saying just don't block on that All guy right, that's different right yeah that's that's different. That's, then, that's basically, and that's the right call until basically they're gets saying you don't block. know how to block. What they sh- well, they're too nice to say you don't know how to block. Stop blocking. Well, what do you? What would you say if you're in the backcourt and in digging? That, well, so would again, you tell that guy well, you suck at blocking, so just don't block? There's a tournament situation like that. <laughs> but if I'm a coach of a team, I tell him how to. I say maybe let's get everybody blocking on that ball. Let's get a triple block up if it's a backcourt pipe. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, just like uh, really like really bad sets for middles. No, just for like for, for like an outside a, like a scramble play, and it just got jacked up, mm. and it was like well off the net, or it was like outside the sideline, so it's a really hard angle. Yeah, and I then, see. I would still say. Like, the, 
I agree. I agree. I think other, still, other blockers should and support you, and, him. And I know you the, can. You can get yeah. a good, clean block, and just you don't have to reach reach for the ball and press yeah. properly. You should not get tooled. Right. And and then, but see, you could also argue that if the other blockers stay up with him, then the tool doesn't happen too, right? Some support. Yeah, exactly. The, the tool it's goes when, off both blockers now. Yeah, if the block is yeah, insane. so that's why. But I'm also still right. But a great hitter, a great hitter can always still tool a block. Yes, that's the other crazy thing. That's yep. just. But then, honestly, More huge help. credit to that attacker who's tooling a block like four meters off the net, three meters off the net. Yeah, like that's no, amazing. That's. Uh, I don't think it's amazing. I think it's just a player. It is who, amazing. I think it's just a player who waits around and hit. Always stays behind the ball. Like it's a player who doesn't start their approach too soon. Just because they're behind the ball, that's that's how you crank a, a lot ball. of things. That's how you crank a ball. You stay behind the well, ball. You're, you can't crank a ball if you're not behind the ball. No, but of course, that's like just such yeah. a simple. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying it's not amazing, like you said. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> you're such you, an asshole. No, no, no. You don't think that you can hit? You hit a ball off the net well, right? You can hit a ball. Yeah, I can hit a ball. So it's not amazing. But like to intentionally tool a block like off high hands, like it's not that easy to do. <laughs> On a bad blocker. I don't. Know. Why is this? this <laughs> such a... I'm just saying though that it's it's a. Uh, that's why you should always so you should always block. i just think it's it's a good attack it's yes a, it is a good attack and it's a player who waited <laughs> it's a player it's a player who waited that's all it is so well-coached yeah. players do that well-coached players will wait so they can crank it yeah and, and that's why blockers have to stick around you're not going to be able to do it if you're if you're in front of the ball because you need the ball you need to be behind it so you can see the ball and the block yep. and then just aim and rip and see what happens yeah and uh and the cool thing is you hope that the other team bails like you hope that they don't they, yeah they, they do uh think it's a free ball because they're not beach players so beach players would tend to stick around longer in that situation because they know they got four other players with them like the two blockers yeah where and and beach players would also um in, in the backcourt read so much better so when i started playing beach it made my indoor game so much better because everything felt like slow motion. Yeah. Because you have so much more time indoor. Even though the ball is getting cranked and the game's much faster, uh, because beach <laughs> is so much um, watching the player's body, it's like being a soccer. Remember we thought that soccer contributed to our beach playing? Remember because in soccer you're reading a player, like you, you're reading when the leg yeah, opens up yeah, and yeah. that makes you, it ties in nicely to backcourt defending, I think. I know what beach. you mean. Like the, the ball can be hit. It, it typically is hit fast. You know, you get the middle of quicks and stuff like that. But you're already, I don't know what it is. It's probably, yeah, it has you're to looking do with at the, the angle. footwork. And yeah, you're, looking at and the you're angle. already in the, yeah, you're yes. already in that space. Because yeah. the amount of court you have to cover now is a lot less. Mm-hmm. So you're you're just there. and So, yeah, so you co- you're covering less court and you're looking at angles. Yeah. That's what I mean. So sometimes I think with you, like you don't, you don't, like I think like you, oh, like you, when you were saying that was so amazing, I think you forget the things that you do as a player too like that's how well, it's out there all right okay. not to bring it up sure but maybe amazing was the wrong word i just think it's a good attack you're so nice and humble that way yeah it's all a right good well, attack. Just, you you do that stuff all the time can you just, <laughs> you just <laughs> i shouldn't have went back there. anyway anyway where's my watch <laughs> <laughs> oh speaking of which uh did anybody notice did anybody know something different about eric's side of the room today we made a little change tell us if you notice anything different about Eric's side of the room in the comment section, because we did something special. No one watches. Nobody's watching. Everybody's yeah. listening on Apple. Or they're all going to watch right now, and they're like, oh, geez, that's what he looks like? Oh, oh okay. man. <laughs> and this is what I look like. Hello. Ah. Mm. Jeez. <laughs> Please don't watch. We're hideous. Anyway, so, um, yeah. So, so, benefits. Before we got in that argument, where were we talking about? Um, you were saying something about... <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> 
<laughs> uh, no, we were talking about the benefits of beach. So you'll play, you'll jump higher, you'll be stronger, you'll you'll get mentally tougher from the. There's lots of failure on the beach. Yeah, lots of failure, right? Like in terms of like you're going to lose a lot of easy points because of roll shots, hits, and that's very difficult to stay up. Like if it's hot out and you're like, you know, getting beat with easy roll shots yeah, or like yeah. a, t- a player that's really hiding their shots well, that's a struggle that you don't get generally indoor, right? Like it's not frequently as, you, it's not you specifically failing as much indoor as it is uh, in the beach game where there's only two of you, nobody right. else to blame, no sub coming in, no coaches calling timeouts like crazy. Um, it's you, all on you. W- yeah. Agreed. Um, would you say if you are like a power player or if you're more of a dynamic, well, I guess is, would every indoor player be a power player? Cause most of the attacks in indoors is an attack. It's not like you're roll shotting. It's not. They start out well that way. Yeah. Right. So well, I have some good friends that switched to beach and they're really great hitters and they were so angry. Uh, because the other team was just rolling, Roll yeah, 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 and destroying them, and they're like calling them wimps, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I told them, listen, guys, that's how it works. Yeah. Okay, and <laughs> then so they peel, then they started not. Let's not block these guys. This is the classic indoor transition to beach. Yeah, let's not block these wimps. They, they can't help. And then the other team starts cranking. Yeah, they're like, oh, and then they got like they almost got a fist fight with the team because they're like, <laughs> why don't you swing when we're blocking? I'm like that's the point. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just didn't understand it, and they were calling them wimps and worse names than that that we don't say on the well, show. Well, so then that that answers my question are like what it's is the progression to go from like do do power players end up becoming more dynamic in their offense and if so why is it because of energy conservation because as soon as a rally gets going mm-hmm. you know you're in the sand and it's like the ball goes over the net twice three times four yeah. times you are now like sucking wind oh, so i could just and, feel it yeah yeah and then mm. and this is where this yeah and then all of a sudden the rallies end because you like didn't have the gas in you to block or like you tried to rip on it but you didn't jump as high because you're winded and you smash it into the net you mm. know what i mean so well, like, usually what it is is you try to do a clever roll shot and you're so exhausted that it falls short on your yeah, side and then like that's that. the worst yeah, feeling on like beach. that oh or like you, you're so focused on just being offensive and, and power that you keep banging on it. You keep getting dug. Because mm, <laughs> like, frustrating too, yeah. Yeah. Like you crank one that you think is a rally killer and then it's like they dig it no problem and you're like, oh, it's deflating. And then the mental exhaustion and then they're going to roll you one deep. Yeah. You yeah, chase, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get it up and then you're like, I so just don't, eight, just send yeah. it over on two. <laughs> yeah. Send it over on two because you don't want your partner to set you anymore. Ooh. So they beat you expending less energy that would, be, that would get, be awful, yeah. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that's what Well, so this has been done. So like like Steve Timmons, U.S. national team player, high-flying killer, uh, right side. Uh, right <clears> side, <throat> right? Yeah, I think so. Or was he a middle? No, he's a right side. Yeah, no, not a middle, but I definitely outside. It was Steve Timmons, uh, so he started his own beach brand called Red Sand, and he went out to play beach, and he struggled on the beach, right? He just, because he was a bomber. And that's all he could do. And these are back in the nine by nine court days. So when the court was yeah, bigger. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know this, but when the when the indoor court, when the beach court became smaller, it actually helped taller players come out on the beach because beach players were, you know, a little bit shorter than like middles didn't generally come out on the beach and do too well because um, on the nine by nine, you had to be, get on your horse and sprint to deep corners. Yeah. Uh, so when they shrunk it to nine by nine, Shrunk it to eight by eight. Uh, sorry, shrunk it to eight by eight. It just allowed um, the big players not to have to move as much, so that that's where tall players came in. And then and hitting, hitting their it, offense, and then hitting it down it, became yeah. much more important. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of shorter players used to hit deep corners. And, yeah. 
Uh, I remember the switch when it happened from uh, I was getting older already, but when it went to nine by nine, when it went to eight by eight, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to hit a lot differently than I used to. Harder angles, harder angles, and more down, yeah. and like it changed uh, our approaches. You know, closer to the ball to get a little more vertical. Um, which you always wanted to do on the beach anyway, but it just made everybody, it forced you to hit it down more. Um, but yeah, it's so. pretty, it's a, it's definitely dominated by tall players now. Now it has become a tall right. player. And even a roll shot is like, it's like a 50, just 50% swing almost. Well, when guys wow. like Phil Dalhauser can play in the backcourt now, like yeah. <laughs> the tournament recently yeah. at his age in his forties where he, he chose to defend when he was playing yeah, with a player, his height. There's defenders that are six, six now, right? Terrifying. Yes. These guys. So, and the short guy on the team is now six, four, right? Yeah. That's the short guy. So, um, so the benefits are just the mental stuff, the physical stuff. Players who come in from the beach have a, they feel like they're jumping higher. They have better cardio. They're strength, stronger mentally. They become more independent. Like we talked about off the top. Yeah. They meet more people. That's, that's a legit mm-hmm. benefit that like you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. And, you know. and they get away from the coach. Like not, not that coaches are bad, but it is very helpful for a player to sort things out. Well, right. There's good nowhere coach, to hide. Good coach or bad coach. Yeah. You become more of a self uh, or just autonomous athlete. Yeah. Right. You kind of know what works, what doesn't work. Um, you don't get subbed out too. Like, so like, you know, oh, th- yeah. there's nowhere to That's hide huge. on the beach. That's right. Yeah. So like the, the yeah. opposing team. So for people who haven't played beach or parents don't know, like you can, control a rally in beach volleyball so easily so if eric's playing with a partner and eric's the better hitter i just never serve eric yep and i serve his partner so tough that he's going to have a hard time even setting eric on the first but a lot of players will set on two which means that the player's going to pass the ball up or set the ball essentially set the serve like they get and um so i you can control who hits the ball on the beach or also, if Eric's having a horrible day passing, uh, the team will just, re- at least they yeah. should. This is so funny. Or a weak setter. I remember, like, so we're seeing this now in the international, in the Olympics now, last couple Olympics, there were players who were having nightmares passing the ball and teams weren't yeah, serving. serving. I don't know them. where this has gone. I don't know why. I'm sitting at the Olympics. I'm watching these teams and they're like, <laughs> like I'm watching one player shank a ball like crazy, okay? And then they go to the other player afterwards. When we played, it was like you would never stop serving that person. Yeah, until they yeah. Were crying, as soon as there was blood in crying. the water, yeah. yeah and, and it's I, to me, it's so basic. But even at the highest level, they, I don't. It's almost like they <laughs> they, they stick to the game plan too much. It's, you know what it is? It's probably coaches, right? There's a coach at that level, maybe. And they but don't like, <laughs> they don't let them like oh you accidentally serve that great hitter who's shanking. Who cares if they're great? If she or he is a great, keep serving them. Yeah. I'll see commentators too on the FIVB. They'll say this. They'll be like, "Oh, I can't. That must have been a mistake to not serve yeah. them." Yeah, but I've it's heard, happening uh, more and more. And the funny thing is, that this is part of the reason why it's so good for your for your mental training. Because one day you will be that person that gets served off yes. the court, and that's why it teaches you to be a better it teammate. Hurt so much. Yes, Ugh. when they just keep going at you. Yeah, and then and then you're off, and you're <laughs> and just you look at your teammate, and they're, they're just like. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, it's, but uh, then there's a good partnership if like you're able to like fucking. <laughs> oh, I almost swore. Oh, you that. did, you did swear. I mean, I, uh, uh, that's the um, second time you swore. The first time that. is when you called me an a hole. Well, you yeah, could you could have said sphincter. It was deserved. You could have said sphincter. Yeah, at least it's medical then. <laughs> Some pride, you know. Sphincter is muscular. More insulting. Well, it's it's uh, the sphincter is muscular. <laughs> 
Hey. Oh, that's racist. It's not racist. Maybe yours is. <laughs> Do you poop in the, in the diamonds? Mo- well, hey, when you're in the movies, you got to bleach that thing. Anyway, so anyway, so let's. Whoa. This is. Um, stop it, Eric. Yeah. Um, uh, so what I was saying was <laughs> that. Uh, no, the, but it, when you're getting served like crazy and you're looking at your partner like, I got dinner tonight, okay? Sorry, yeah, Shank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you a beer, Shank. But then, uh, but then the beauty of it is... Learning how to get through that. Well, and, and it makes and you... Because what it is, is you have to do these mental resets. And of course, we know this in indoor, you have to mentally reset. But you some days, ha- some days it might not reset. <laughs> no, exactly. It, it won't. It won't. But you will eventually... Yes. You're, you're going to keep working on it. And, and what does it teach you? What's the H word? Rhymes with, rhymes with humility. <laughs> humility? That's hey, what I was thinking. But there like, you go. How are you tying humility into this? Because because then the next, see the beauty of it, it makes you a better person. Because if you're if you uh, are getting served and shanking and letting your teammate down, when they're getting right, uh, you know, and this is why my daughters go back and forth. <laughs> my daughters played beats together. Yeah, and I remember they would always blame each other and they get angry. And I say, listen, dummies, it's gonna be you next yes. time. So don't be a jerk to your yeah. sister because then when it's and then sure enough it's them the next tournament or them the next and then the and then they eventually learn oh i better shut up because that could be me and then you take that into indoor and you become a better player because you've been exposed right yeah the key the, the point is everybody is going to suck at some point there's going to be a day where you're not hitting well and it's going to be a day where you're not passing well so when you are the one getting targeted and because there's nobody need- there to save you on the beach you will become so mentally tough and then you'll have empathy for the teammate when they're the one struggling right hopefully you're not and that's, bloating. that's what's <laughs> going to allow them to get better like if you have a partner that's you know I'm, i was about to say non-judgmental but like i think all athletes are kind of judgmental and yeah i mean you have to like depends if, if they're shanking like every point then obviously you're gonna yes. say something but like and it's all season if but if they're judging you so hard that all you're worried about is what they're thinking, then that's taking away from your own ability to improve, to actually... So, like, again, having a partner who's a little understanding, who's been through that process, that now frees you up to be like, okay, what do I need to do? How? Yeah. Why do I keep making a mistake? You know, moving your feet or whatever. And then you can get through it. Yep. Having that is huge. Like, Yeah, well, it's like life, right? Well, like, it, like, having having some, like it's a partner, right? The, the term beach... We don't say beach teammates we say beach yeah. partner and that's such that's an important word if you think about it right because we haven't talked about having a bad beach partner no but and i don't know, I don't if, know if we like, need to in yeah, this show yeah. I, don't, I mean the, the point of a beach partner the reason why it's not called nobody ever calls it a beach teammate because you are and they even call it you know the serve down the middle is still called yeah. a hubby wife yeah because that's the level of communication that's that's the level of understanding that needs to be there and if your partner loses faith in you or you lose faith in your partner then it's over it's done. Yeah, you, you, you can't play with each other because and that's yeah, so you're like so. We've seen that. And, if, and it happens if one player oh, is making the more more of the mistakes, or they just don't jive. Like the you, know, can't, you can have two great beach players come together, but if they can't form a partnership or a bond, it's over. Yeah. So it's got to be like you know that player messes up, high five, don't worry about it, and then hopefully you know you, you, there's an equal share of mess ups. Right. Yeah. Has to be. Um, or like, you know, or, this player never blocks, like your blocking partner never blocks. And then you shank a bunch of digs and there's an understanding that, you know, we're working on stuff together, right? Like my, if you're not digging the ball, it has something to do with my blocks. And if I'm not digging the, if I'm not blocking the ball, it might be because you're a horrible yeah. defender, right? They feed you're into trying to overcompensate so, for one another. Yeah, yeah. Or just like, you know, if they know, they know that you're not going to get 
uh, a, I mean. a backcourt defender who's not going to get the ball, then they have feel f- more free range to go anywhere around that block. Yeah. Versus the defenders funnel hitters to blockers and vice versa, right? A lot of people talk about the blocker funneling hitters, but yeah, right. great defenders make players hit into the block more too because they're trying to do think crazier things, right? Um, so yeah, uh, the, that partnership. So it makes you a better teammate, makes you more humble. Uh, it makes you deal with that mental struggle of like you're just feeling exposed and there's nowhere to yeah. hide. Like you can't rotate in a third player. It's so <laughs> imagine if you could. They, I could see our society heading there one day. You know the way we're going with like, oh, it's hurting their feelings. Yeah, so maybe, well, maybe we should add a sub on the beach because like you know we don't want you know mental. <laughs> I wonder. I, I, doubt, I doubt it, but but I wonder like because like that like honestly like the. I don't know what else to call it, but pain, the pain of those mm-hmm. bad matches. It yeah. can like, personally speaking, it can sting pretty bad, Yep. but obviously like I, I keep playing the sport or whatever, but um, like, I don't know, maybe it, it, that might actually happen. Maybe that's why a lot of kids or adults have actually left the competitive scene or left the sport completely. Beach, you mean? Yeah, beach. Yeah, I frequently hear players quitting you know, beach. Yeah, It and can be I a did. lot. <laughs> I did too. When I first started beach, I remember it was like near the end of high school, early university, because back then it wasn't a thing everywhere. And uh, I remember thinking, I hate this. I'm, I hate what beach yeah, yeah. My fr- and then And then you hit your sand legs. That's another thing we should tell yeah. people. Sand legs are a thing. So like, it takes about four or five weeks each season maybe, um, especially at the beginning where you don't know what's coming. Um, Depends if on you how can, much. You're, if you're out there playing two or three times a yeah, week and you're yeah, younger, then yeah. But like, you know, I tell people, I tell people like, you know, if you're, give yourself a few weeks anyway at the start yeah. of a season and you'll get your sand legs and then you'll be able to do the things indoor that you, because the, the, the hard floor lets you push off so well when you're moving, it lets you push off when you're blocking, yeah. it's hitting. So that, that give in the floor is what people don't know about that their, their sand legs are going to kick in. The stabilizer muscles are going to get stronger. Your muscles are going to get accustomed to the give. And then you'll find that you're jumping just as high as you were indoor a few weeks into the season. And then when you do go back indoor, you're look fine. out. Yeah. You're just going to be like, oh, it's so easy to jump. Yeah. It's so easy to hit. So that's the struggle you're talking about that players need to put themselves in. It's kind of cool because the show, we talk all the time about doing hard things and we talk about in the gym. And yeah. Beach is the torture. I didn't realize, but yeah. <laughs> it's it, fun it torture. It's fun it's torture. It's fun. But, it's, but it, that's, the, that's why every pl- indoor player needs beach. I think it's just more torture as you like maybe get older, maybe more competitive. Because I remember like when I was younger, I was still competitive, but I just like just had so much fun doing it. it is. But you know what I mean? The, right? the like, torture is the, like you know, that rally we talked about. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like we, we loved it. But you're when you're sucking wind out yeah. there and you can't play or you need to call. I remember my story where I, I was like serving in a, like in a pro tournament and I had to call a timeout on myself because I was cramping after spin serving four in a row. And I my hands were locking up because I was so dehydrated yep. from diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, every time I served, there was a trail of chocolate <laughs> smoke. <laughs> <laughs> the front row was gone. Um, no, but the uh, I call like you know I, I remember I had to drive home. I had to basically IV myself uh, to get rid of that, and it was. But it's fun. <laughs> yeah. But it but to go it, through that is very interesting, right? Like and um we do it because we loved it and we still play it because we love it. But yeah, it's still exhausting. That's, yeah. that's what I mean, it's that fun torture. And there there's <laughs> so. yeah. And another description like uh for we for me to describe this torture is like 
because I ended up playing against some guys who like obviously went further in the sport. National um, team, yeah. Yeah. But then uh, and a few of them as well, though. Like, so I would do everything in my power. Like, I would even pass the ball well, right? I'd get a great set for my partner. And then I would make an excellent attack. And then I'd still get dug up. Yes. And then they would win the point. And then this would happen multiple times. And I'm left with facing the reality that they are simply better players. But the thing is, as soon as I was able to accept that and get over the, like, you know, anger of like losing it. Now I start to look at, but you know what? Those guys are putting in way more work than I am. Yeah. Like I know they're much more dedicated to the sport. They even like conduct themselves more like, I don't know how to say it, but professionally or they, they're working as a partnership. Like now I'm starting, of course they're beating me. Right. And you mean, I, you mean back then? Yeah. Back kid? then. Yeah. Well, yeah. They were pretty, yeah, because even then you were kind of coasting up to that. Yeah. Level. Like, I was kind of like drifting. They were like more involved with like yeah. national level training and yes. stuff like that. Yes. I was kind of on the fringe of this stuff. And I was still like, made it there. Who's this guy? Yeah. No one knew my name or whatever, but, um, but then like it was, it was just so good to like get over that anger because now it's like, well, if you want to be as, if you want to be on their level, you have to put the work in. Right. Mm. So it's a good, you know, in, in in today's age of like entitlement and just wanting results now, it's yeah. a good, it's a great reality check that results only come with, uh, someone told me this the other day is like, you know, like there's like video games and stuff. Now you can literally just spend money to become more powerful in these games. Mm. And then, oh, right. Cause you can buy levels. And yeah. Stuff. You yeah. can buy whatever. Wow. And then so you don't have to earn it. You don't even have to earn it. Right. So this is, this is very humbling right a harsh reality check or it's, it's not humbling um, it's uh it's actually yeah, the right. opposite of humbling right it's like uh well sorry well the, yeah the it's not teaching you any value right so. but the volleyball is the oh beach oh, volleyball. oh sorry. sorry yes yes i thought you meant the video game thing okay yes yes yeah, beach volleyball has, the yeah there's no shortcuts yeah yeah sorry i just just explaining even further the fact that you, there's no escape yes right yes. and even if you do your best and you're being beat you're being beat fairly and like, <laughs> well i guess you could offer the opposing team 500 bucks to throw you, them out <laughs> yeah if i had it back then maybe <laughs> but it would <laughs> lack the rewards yeah <laughs> can you imagine doing yeah. that <laughs> i'm sure there are i think there are organizers making know, who team like the olympics <laughs> <laughs> and it's still oddly just five hundred dollars all the way. <laughs> Wouldn't that that'd be great for the sport though? Yeah. You'd be funding all these other teams yeah. around the world and like I'll give you five hundred dollars if you that was me to be that was like that's just a joke, but like, no offense to anybody who likes Donald Trump or hates Donald Trump, but, but, you, but it would be funny. I just use that voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donald <laughs> Trump played baseball ball. It's like yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. give you five hundred dollars <laughs> if you just let me win this match. <laughs> <laughs> they're out to get me anyway so <laughs> that's pretty good eh? that was good See, I told you I'm funny anyway um, Broadway anyway right. the uh, no but Beach is so Jamie Foxx does it best Jamie Foxx did the best I'm yeah. sort of impersonating Jamie Foxx <laughs> yeah <laughs> if anybody hasn't heard uh, Jamie Foxx impersonation it's too good Jamie Foxx hospitalized by the way yeah, yeah I know and, uh, anyway. yeah um, so I hope he's okay uh, I'm sure he's mm. listening shout <laughs> 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 to Jamie uh no, but yeah, so play beach. Uh, just play it. Just play beach. Uh, Sorry, this has been a hectic. No, uh, but it's good because I think I, no, but if you think about it, we're actually getting just into trying to make some, sure like we've covered most things, right? Yeah, the evidence. I think the evidence of beach volleyball success is like um, every player who's played it 
uh, has always come back in and done very well. And yeah. so I've been to volleyball camps and I've seen the indoor players, talk, right? Yeah. The indoor players always challenge the best indoor players, like the all-star of a camp where yeah. they do indoor and beach. will play the all-stars of the beach. And every year yep. the beach players destroy the yeah. indoor players. Again, they know indoor volleyball, equal amount of time for training, getting ready for that matchup because yep. they jump higher, they move better, they read better. And I think the volleyball IQ goes up and they're also, this is the other big one, they're all good at all skills. Yeah. I don't think we've played that up enough. I'm sorry, we didn't. We You're talked right. about it briefly, but yeah. like you get to pass, you get to set, you get to hit. So in those Block, out of yeah. system plays where random players like setting the ball, they're going to set it well. And, yeah. uh, and also beach teaches you to wait very nicely because of the wind and the other factors. Yeah. So that ties in what we we're arguing about before. <laughs> Those players who wait and hit better might be beach players because they're used to waiting. Right. They don't start yeah. the approaches early. You can't on the beach. That's true. Because there's too many variables. That probably wouldn't, that's probably what me. Yeah. Cause I got so much better at indoor and all the people listening are like, Zuby sucked at indoor, but I don't care. I don't care about them. No, but... Um, Seen that footage back in the 90s. Yeah. The late 80s? Uh, well, there was the 80s, the 90s, uh, all the hits. All right the... Up, <laughs> right up until today. <laughs> hits. That was good. Eh? Big, little shiny accidental tunes pun. Big, sh- edition. <laughs> big shiny tunes you're dating yourself there. Yeah. That's a 90s compilation. Yeah. Um, no, but that makes you a better player uh, indoor. Just, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the... I agree. Like the the waiting on the ball for sure. Um, sorry, I'm trying to think. I guess the sets uh, the set is a bit different. It's typically a bit easier to hit because it's a well. Well, sorry, it's easier in the regard that it's more like a meter ball, but it's also harder in the fact that you have to wait and it's harder to jump and then your coordination and everything. Uh, but yeah, you're you're right. Actually, from going from beach to indoor, you end, you do end up waiting for the ball, which just makes you much more explosive. Uh, indoor, yeah. Yeah, and you're already and you're seeing the block form as you're approaching the ball, and you and you learn to look. And you learn to look, yeah, or as an attacker, right? Indoor yeah. attackers who <laughs> sometimes you can see indoor players take looks. Yeah, like, that's a beach Actually, player. You're that's right. a beach player because yeah. they're looking where the backcourt uh, defense is, or looking to see who's shallow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So look, that's another thing. So parents don't know, uh, beach players will, uh, after you pass the ball, number one thing you should do is take a look at the defense. And some, yeah. a lot of players are really good looking very late see at how the it's defense. Forming. Yep. See where that backcourt defender is. And then you go up on the set, you take a peek after the set goes up sometimes. And, and that's a tricky thing. It's a that's very a, tricky a thing skill. to learn. Yeah, it's a yeah. skill. And then some of those players bring that indoor with them and yeah. they know exactly where to tip or where to hit it hard, who's, yeah. who's, who's cheating. They'll know if the triple block is coming much better than someone who's like just looking at the ball. Um, yeah. So that's a pretty big one too, right? All, it's so funny because as we're doing the show, like we're actually catching ourselves thinking about beach and indoor and all the things that we do that we don't even think about. That's sort of what I was getting at when you mentioned the amazing thing about the hitter. I'm like, you do that all the time. Like, you know, a lot of, we do this automatically. I see what you mean. Yeah, you, I, I, you, uh, you don't see many good level players who played post-secondary and beyond I'm, was, going in and reaching back for the ball. I was probably emphasizing it, the fact that it was amazing because – I haven't played indoor in a while. I just played yesterday, yeah. and I got like totally just roofed a few it was times. A, it was effective too against you guys. Like the players who were doing that, yes. were light, lighting up your team. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, if you were on the other team, you would have been lighting them up. Well, if I was on the other team, yeah. Oh, they were just a better team yeah. than your team, right? They were. They were yeah. very good. 
you already said you had a blocker who wasn't really effective. So yeah. So man, this guy's killing us. But really, the problem is the the person. Those guys literally just finished their season too. Yeah, it was like, a university, it was a varsity team. So that chemistry on their side. And yeah, and like a whole year. Of Actually, one of my buddies got wrapped on right side. It was like one where he was just like penetrated yeah, armpits over. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like as soon as he hit it, it was just like straight down. Yeah. As soon as we we're all like, oh, okay, I guess we need to set the ball <laughs> off the tape. It was a huge stack. It yeah. was nice. It was a nice block. But. Yeah. And they're yeah. so used to like, you know, like you guys must have looked super predictable to them as a team with no time to yeah. work on Bicks, backcourt quicks. And, yeah, you know, yeah. And like they knew where that ball is going, right? Unless you're running some. They, yeah, they pretty much had doubles on us a lot. Well, yeah, exactly. We just weren't passing that well. But we we split with them uh, in, in pool play and then we lost them uh, in three. It's just like best two out of three. Oh, you did. So you did. Okay. So you won in. Yeah. You won Almost a set in the final. Oh, okay, good. But see, that says a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of bad hand calls. They didn't call themselves. Right. You know, and you, you guys being older. <laughs> <laughs> right like i remember when we played some varsity teams like exhibition matches like we had me and some friends we had some varsity coaches who would say can you get some buddies together and we'll scrimmage against them and then, yeah and then we just destroyed them but that was yeah. but these guys are up oh yeah the best and yeah, guys, yeah, yeah yeah and uh but you will so you them. will you will like if you guys had like three weeks to practice you probably would have beat them i think so yeah because well. you're stronger you're men you're men they're boys <laughs> that's how it works remember volleyball peak age 28 28 28 probably getting pushed to 30 these days yeah, you know what i mean with, with the, the workouts of, and, yeah. yeah um hopefully it's 48 because yeah I know. <laughs> yeah because i'm just about there <laughs> i jump four feet lower but i <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a great hit yeah. uh, roll shot from sitting a, on the ground yeah i just sort of cry now anyway uh <laughs> does cry is crying a skill um <laughs> Um, uh, so, so evidence, I think that's the evidence right there. So players, so parents, like I highly, we, we, we have to say like, we, like there's myths, we understand where they're coming from, but also they can be, there is an adjustment period. I think that's all it is. It's just yeah. the adjustment period. Like that's, and what is that at the end of the day? Be careful who's telling you about these bad habits. Like in, right. I guarantee you if they played beach and they played indoor, they will never say to not play beach yeah i uh, i haven't met guarantee me. yeah the only people who say don't play beach are the people who didn't play beach that follows with therefore they so cannot far. they cannot talk, talk yeah. about it like if you think about it right just from a logic point of view too like okay ask someone who's done both if, yeah if the one led to bad habits indoor that's the only person you can ask right yeah and that person will say no chance in hell. Yes, of course, there's a little bit of weirdness first couple of games, but overall, beach made me a much better indoor player. You know what does suck about the beach? Uh, yeah, what? You can't the use rain. a foam roller or your like lacrosse oh. ball. It just so you're trying to use it on the sand. Well, you're one, not trying to use it on the water, are you? One time in the sand. Yeah, the noodle in the water doesn't work out. Whoa, whoa! Noodle in the water. Well, like a kid the, show. <laughs> Uh, if the water's cold, yeah, for sure. If the sucks. water's cold, the wa- the noodle doesn't work in the cold water. That's for sure. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, no, well, it shrinks. Shrinkage. The noodle. Yeah, uh, we're talking about the foam noodle. Yeah. Um, um, sunburns. Sunburns. Suck. <laughs> uh, so one thing. So heat stroke. So I had I, my whole yeah, career. I struggled. That'll happen. Yeah. I got migraines from the beach a lot. So that I found that you know, if I eat steadily throughout the day, even if I'm not hungry, because you don't, you lose your appetite in the sun. But you got to force yourself to eat. That's a huge thing about the sport. Is yes, getting I, through a, a tournament like that's. Oh, tough. I remember a tournament where I puked in the sand. Wow, buried it. My teammate dug a hole for me because I was clearly wow. going to puke, and then I kept playing. Wow, that's dangerous. 
Yeah. That's really dangerous. You did it when you were Looking younger. Back, I did that when I was younger. Oh, yeah. What do you think I did? <laughs> yeah, I did it yesterday. <laughs> Never know. Uh, was that crying? No, no. Um, no, but then if you eat, uh, force yourself to eat, you know, dairy is good. Bananas are good. Uh, make sure you get some. See, dairy is good? Dairy is good for cramping. So if you have some oh, calcium. Yeah, if you have some calcium in you. I mean, cheese. Um I feel like on a day where I'm going to be sweating it, out in the heat, I, know, I don't want to eat a lot I of dairy. Know. But it, if you think about it, what does cheese do? Cheese kind of bungs you up, right? So you won't have, uh, it's like sticking a cork up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Which I also did. <laughs> <laughs> After that day where you had diarrhea, I can, I can yeah. understand. Yeah. You're Speaking like, never of, again. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep this crap in me, literally. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, so this show is off the rails. Yeah. So, so we would recommend, I think that we're wrapping this up, but Beach, uh, it makes you a better player all around. It makes you better mentally, makes you better physically. I think there's something really valuable. One of the things I love about the Beach tours that you see is so much of it is parents stay back, coaches stay back. Yeah. Kids go off and do their own thing, and it's really cool. And they, and they learn it's cool about vibe. yeah it's cool vibe it's freedom that's what it used to represent I think yeah. there's I think we're seeing I was of talking, course, I was talking with them more and more yeah I was talking with some beach players about, yeah it's becoming a little too regulated it's becoming a little bit too much coach presence on the beach yeah. but for the most part the kids can go out there they can play they can have a good time they can even go to a beach you know like to, with a net where there's some posts and yeah. play on their own and, and figure things out and learn that they can do all four skills yeah that's massive yeah exactly right. and you're just getting more touches because it's just two you're always going to get the second touch so, yeah or the, ne- the next touch i mean yeah and i so in a day so this is something we totally forgot to talk about too but in the age of volleyball where everybody's going into specialization indoor yeah and middles are getting liberoed out and there's defensive specialists so this, now even some left sides and right sides might get liberoed out or like defensive you know get rotated out of the back court this is a place where your kid, if they're not getting the setting reps, I suppose they're a backup setter, or they're not getting the setting reps, they're not getting passing reps, they're not getting hitting reps if they're like labeled as a libero. Like there are some good hitting liberos who just get told they're liberos oh, yeah. and they can't hit. So the beach is the place where parents can help their kid develop this stuff. Yeah. So you you just because your club coach or your high school coach is saying, oh, you can't pass you can go out on the beach and work on your passing. You can go out on the beach and work on your hitting if you're not allowed to hit. Yeah, beach specialist is a hybrid player. Like, yeah. well, a, a well-rounded beach player is, yeah, multifaceted, right? Yes. Did you say beach specialist is? Yeah, beach specialist is a hybrid player, meaning okay. like a, it's like your left skills. side type player or not more than a left side. You know, mm-hmm. they can set, they can attack, pass, dig. Yeah. Yeah. And even increasingly like... You know, we want middles, a lot of coaches want their middles to be able to set yeah. in front of the attack line, hand set in front of the attack yeah. line, right? So, and like I said, like there's, so the problem is like in club volleyball, your son or daughter is being told they're a middle, but at the next level, there's no way they'll be a middle because they're yeah. supposed to be an outside hitter. So then that player never learns to pass and then they go for a post-secondary tryout and they don't make the team because they can't pass. You're right. The beach is the answer for that player. Yep. Get them on the beach so that way even come varsity post-secondary tryouts, that player can still be an outside hitter. I wish you said this earlier on because we probably lost a whole bunch of listeners you know, with the rambles. But, right. Because that's a huge thing. you called me names, people probably turned it yeah, off. Yeah, I'm outrage. sorry. That's okay. <laughs> 
because that that's huge. I deserved it. Because how many players drop out of the sport because they think there's just going to be a middle and then they're not getting the reps and then it goes into the off season and it goes back into tryouts and then they're cut. It's like, yep. what's going on here? And so not only would beach, like even if they say they went and they played beach and they came back and they were still cut. Well, now they've discovered a new sport anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then hopefully they'll play that come back to beach season or hopefully you're in a place where beach season just all year round. That'd yeah. be even better. <laughs> oh yeah. It is cool. Yeah. If beach is all year round. It's Although like, it's funny, eh? The, we talk about the ebb and flow of beach season. Like that's something we didn't mention too. Like at the end of indoor, everybody's ready for the beach. Yeah. And then right. at the end of beach, you're kind of like, I'm ready to go indoor. We're it's thinking very all interesting. Good stuff. Yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's just around where we live though. Do you think? I think, I think for sure we're, but <clears> I still <throat> think that beach for the full year, I mean, it's gotta be fun to go indoor again, right? Yeah. And then, and then vice versa for yeah. sure. I think though that, um, it's still pretty early. It's not too per, super long this episode, so maybe people are still listening. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Probably, <laughs> there might be people listening who think it's funny that we don't think people listen to the end. Oh yeah, true. But maybe, maybe they like it when we like disagree a bit more, and then I call you names. It's like a soap yeah, opera. Yeah, yeah. Or they don't know if we're gonna get in a fist fight at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. We should end every show with a fist fight. F you. Oh no. I didn't punch it very hard. But. Oh no. <laughs> I just punched Subi. Oh my god! You punched me. No, the people watching are like these frauds. Um, we should do. We should say all sorts of crazy stuff at the end, like just random stuff, like anti-government. No, Why? we don't, so we don't then, want to. Uh, so just then, to test, just to see who's listening. The YouTube algorithm will kick in, and then. Uh, do you think the algorithm listens to the or end? The the, the algorithm. The AI. Do you think it listens to the end? Well, why wouldn't it? It is. Well, because it gets bored capable too. In, of infinite processing but power. what if the algorithm has taste maybe we bored the ai that's, that's what i'm saying that's true yeah. it's possible maybe, maybe it has taste. maybe chat gpt is like <laughs> f this this conversation sucks this is be fpt anyway uh so yeah there's so many benefits to beach that uh, i think every parent should get their kid out and just watch yes so here's the thing you should say to your kid, listen, I was listening to this great show called Volleyballology. Really two good-looking <laughs> guys. Two really, really dangerously it's, good-looking guys. Yeah. We're talking like, about this. So you're going to try beach. And then, but only listen, watch with one eye. But li- <laughs> Otherwise, you'll faint. <laughs> yes. Don't look them in the eye. But and what if... Oh, wow. Oh, no, no. I but just what if oh, someone only has one eye? Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, people well, people have one eye. I know, but I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> the... Um, so the idea is that so here's the play here's how it's gonna work you're gonna tell your kid to go play beach because you're listening to the show yeah and your kid's like i don't want to try beach you're like screw it these guys know better than you maybe play this episode for them okay yeah and then they go to the beach and they hate it now this is the thing your kid will hate beach the first time they go out there. yeah that's they true. will hate it for the first three or four weeks tell them to try it for a season like just you know a couple of months a few months whatever your yeah. beach season is a uh, few weeks, few months. Tell them to stick with it, because this is the thing, right? The whole point is that we are getting a generation of people who quit things too quickly, yeah, and they don't stick with process. We're getting in all the good stuff at the end. Well, I guess well, it's not that late, we but can just we'll upload it backwards. Yeah. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> that that is going to happen. We can't upload tomorrow. it backwards. You know oh, that. We can't. No, unless we want to be talking. <laughs> can you talk backwards? Can you? Well, I think the I, the trick is to like put on almost. <laughs> when you're talking, you talk like this and make it sound like talking backwards, but you're not. Anyway, so the idea, so your kid's going to try. Are you, stop it, Eric. I'm trying to make I'm a serious sorry. point. There is a 
I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Better. Do we drink too much coffee or not enough? There's like an accent you can put on, like <laughs> yeah, a, a yeah, country's I be- accent. I believe. I don't want to say which country it is, but there's <laughs> a country accent. Anyway, oh so but the anyway, anyway, so your kid's gonna hate it. So make them stick with it because yes. you don't want to. You don't want them to give up too quickly. And beach is classic for that. If they get past that barrier and stick with it, watch out. They'll love it, and then they'll come back indoor and be better. Well, I guess you you kind of give them a little. You know, like warning on like uh, this, like the, all the benefits that we spoke about of why it's so good for indoor is because it's harder. So yes. obviously, bam, you're throwing, yeah, they're getting thrown into something hard and just be like, okay, you're not going to like this or initially don't say it like that. Like it's going to be <laughs> tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Or maybe like some kids will straight up love it. I'm sure. Or, or what if you make your kid do really horrific things like clean out the septic tank or and like, then you go play beach. and then you go play beach and, the, yeah, and hey, at least them, you're not cleaning out the septic tank. Yes. Right. Give them respite. Mm. Perspective. Perspective. Do you say respite? Yeah. Mm. Isn't Instead that of respite? Respite. I don't know. Respite, I believe. Tell me in the comments. But anyway. <laughs> or. Pronounce it for Eric in the comments. Respite. Respite, I think, respite. is what. Uh, I think it's respite. respite. Yeah, it is. Re- it is respite. That's what, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I didn't say respite. You said respite. Oh, did I? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you thought I would. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess, yeah, you are the language. We should record major. these shows so we can. Did I? Okay. Yeah, respite. you said respite. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Well, well rewind it's pr- it. It's pronounced whoops. Re- you can edit it. I can edit this out. Yeah. I'll edit all. Of- Don't worry. I'll edit all <laughs> of this out, Eric. Here, do you want it? Oh. It is respite. Yeah. You knew it was respite. Yeah, I don't know why. Why, why are you acting surprised? Wait, can we go back? I think I said respite. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just listen to it like everybody else. My goodness. Back to the watch. Anyway. So uh, so play beach and stick there, with it. If They're you have reasons resist. why you shouldn't play beach, let us know in the comments. Oh, we if you disagree like with us? Yeah, that's true. I guess we'd like to hear. If there's something we didn't think about, I think we pretty Well, that's what I mean. If there's something we didn't yeah, think about. Yeah, but again, you please... If you are going to sit, tell us reasons not to play beach, then I hope you played beach for a while and didn't quit too soon. Yeah. Because then we can't take you seriously. And then if no one comments, then we must be right. Right? Yeah. If no one comments, then we must be right. Yeah. Then it's we must, law. We must respite. We must. <laughs> anyway, on that note, everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll uh, see you and you'll hear us. Yes. Next time. See and hear us on volleyballology. <laughs> What's the big idea?